D-S-N-Y. That's usually happens every <laughs> night around this time too. So, <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, this is episode sixty-five of the Bleacher Creatures podcast, presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, and Warwick Gaming. Uh, as always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC uh, Woods. I don't know if you're ever in New York, but the new bar in Astoria, Rivercrest NYC, most fantastic place on earth. If you ever get here, check it out. I plan on it, uh, plan on, you know, a lot of plans have changed over the last, uh, the last six months or so. So yeah, I definitely need to get out there. I want to see a game at the new stadium. I haven't gotten to do that yet, but uh, went to plenty at the old, the old ballpark. Absolutely. Not to ruin the experience for you ahead of time, but it does feel very <laughs> corporate. I'm not a big fan yeah. of the new stadium. I like the old one a lot. Yeah. It's tough to beat that place. Tough to beat that place. Yeah. But if you don't recognize the voice already, we have Woods from Padres Twitter, and you host a radio show too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our show is uh, – we're on the Padres flagship, and it's called Ben and Woods. Hang on. <coughs> I don't know what that was. Um, we uh, – yeah, so we're on the Padres flagship. Our show is called Ben and Woods, and we're on 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, every morning, Monday through Friday. And uh, it's great. Yeah, we're, we talk a lot of baseball. That is, our, that is our bread and butter. So you can imagine our panic when the season got uh, delayed and there were no sports and we do a four-hour sports radio show. Yeah, um, we, were, we were the same way. My God. I mean, that was, that, was the, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my career. And I've been through some weird stuff in my career. And that one was every day you're like, well – what are we doing today? And you start talking about COVID and people lose their mind. You start talking about Black Lives Matter, people lose their mind. And it's just like, holy shit, what do we do? So, um, but now, you know, it feels, feels better. It certainly feels better to, to talk some baseball. Absolutely. And we had, uh, we made a very conscious effort when the season got canceled for the first time. We said, all right, like we're going to figure out a way to podcast through this. It's probably only going to be a month, right? We can probably figure it out by then. And, you know, three, four months later, we're talking about like old cartoons from our childhood. And that's how we're trying to fill up an hour of podcasting. Yeah, we had our one of our best, uh, best segments we ever did. No kidding was a segment about bread. And it just murdered. It murdered. Uh, I don't know why, and I, I, but I was very proud of that segment. And it was very strange. And we did. We just kind of thought outside of the box, and we had like, we had comedians. Yeah, the yeah we had, yeah the band box. We had comedians on, and we had actors on. Like we had Putty from Seinfeld on our show, and we had Nikki Glaser on, and we had like. Because what we found was, well, all these people are sitting at home bored out of their mind, too. So my producer just kept reaching out. And people were like, yeah, let's do it. And we're like, holy shit, he's, look who's coming on. So it was, uh, it was pretty – that part was pretty cool because we got to think outside the box a little bit and, um, and just, you know, kind of do something different and really become a morning show. And I think it made us better and stronger. So, um, you know, we've all kind of weathered the storm, and we hope, hope – to keep weathering that storm we hope it lasts because it's been fun so far 
Yeah, I mean, it's been absolutely ridiculous on on the baseball front, too. So I'm sure that, like, we've had so much to discuss this past week, but who knows how much longer it's going to go on. We always said when the season came back, we were going to be cautiously optimistic because you just don't know what's going to happen. And, man, oof. (laughs) I think think August is going to be – I think it's going to be a wild ride. Uh, And I I am – hoping for the best and I I think that we're going to get through it because I think that they've all you know if you're going to do it and you're out there and you're you know you've committed to doing it you want to finish you know you want to finish the job and I think they can do it safely um and I you know it's this whole Marlin situation really kind of threw everybody for a loop we got you know sat down ready to talk about our our red hot exciting Padre baseball team and next thing you know Rosenthal tweets and you know, everybody else is tweeting, passing tweets, and we're like, oh, no, man, say it ain't so. And uh, sure enough, it's it was – it kind of ruined the show when it happened, and it was kind of a depressing day. Yeah, kind but, of a vibe killer. Yeah, it really was. And and then the games started, and you're like – you kind of look around, you're like, all right, I'm going to watch this game, and I'm going to enjoy this game. <laughs> and so you don't feel too bad about it. And, um, you know, and then when it's over, you're like, oh, man, I hope we get another one tomorrow. You know, the interesting thing is that um, this has really allowed me to kind of expand my horizons. And I'm not sure if it's just because the schedules are so weird um, with the different opponents, you know, like the AL East and the NL East playing each other. But I've actually, I've never done this before because every single night I was always watching a Yankee game. But now... I turned on last night's Dodgers and Astros game. Yeah, of course. Very, Um, But, you know, also watching the Padres, watching even the Red Sox and the Mets, and, like, really trying to delve a little more into, like, okay, let me expand my horizons a little bit. Still diehard Yankees, but you know what? It's fun to watch the game when it's actually Yeah, Yeah, it is. And I love – it's one of my favorite things about living on the West Coast is um, I moved here 10 years ago, 10 and a half years ago, roughly, and – I so I started doing radio. I wasn't doing sports radio. Though. I was just doing a music show and a kind of a morning show type thing. But the minute I got here, I started watching the Padres because that that's who was on. And I got really invested very quickly. Now, had I moved to Cincinnati and done, you know, mornings there and they were on, I'd be a, I'd be a Reds fan would be my my second team. If I moved to Kansas City or you know, and frankly really another NL team if I moved to any other NL city, I would have been a fan of them. But I got here about 10 years ago, and I started watching every game. And I started um, really diving into the history of the team. And I knew, you know, Yankees played them in 98, obviously. And I always loved Tony Gwynn. My God. I mean, just some of this. And some of my favorite ball players came through here. Um, you know, Ken Caminetti, guys like that. I grew up loving. I'm a little older than you guys. But I – I loved those guys. So I was obviously moving here is the greatest place in the world. It's just the most fantastic city to live in. And then, you you know, you watch the baseball team and you're like, yeah, they got some work to do. And uh, to see it 10 years later really start to come to fruition is pretty awesome. I got to admit, it's it's been pretty cool. And, you know, I, I heard it explained this way once. Um, the Yan- Like the Yankees are my family and the Padres are my my best friends you know and that's kind of that's kind of how I look at it uh, because my dad raised me a Yankee fan but my son Bo was born here so he'll be raised a Padre fan like Mm -hmm. the Yankees thing was me and my dad's thing and 
I mean, he can root for anybody he wants as long as it's not the Dodgers or the Red Sox. So, um, I don't hate that, that at all. I don't hate that yeah, at all. <laughs> I, I mean, watching that, watching that, that, you know, watching those teams duke it out is, and, or the Astros, really, those three. The Astros have really moved up my, my list. I, you can curse. You can curse if you want. I can tell uh, you I, wanted to say shit list. You God, curse. <laughs> damn, I hate those guys. I hate them so much, every one of them. I really do. I just, God, I can't stand them. And, you know, I actually, I was watching the Red Sox the other night, too, and I was like, am it's I ugly. a human being? I go, do I feel sorry for these guys? I'm like, this is <laughs> no, weird. No, no I know. Sorry. I know, I know. Screw those guys. But, um, no, I, I am, I am like, I'm as passionate. You know, I really am. I, I am as passionate a Padre fan as I am a Yankee fan. And I, and I think there's probably people in our audience that don't buy it, but I have no reason to lie about it because I watch every game. I literally now I cover them for a living, which is like a dream. Um, but God dang, I, I love this team and and uh, and I really, really pull hard for them. And and, you know, my son is obsessed with them. And, and so, yeah, this is this is it. You know, this is it. So it's great. It's great. You kind of get the best of both worlds, too, because, you know, growing up when I did, I'm 43. Or what am I? 45. I'm 45. So I got to be there for the really fun run in the 90s. And, you know, somebody asked me, I said, I go, I've won. I've seen a lot of good wins. Like, I want it here now. I want it to be in San Diego. Like, that's what – because I live here now, and I cover the team. Like, of course, I want it here. I want the parade. I want to be leading giant rallies if we're ever allowed to congregate again. So, um, it's really it's really been a, a, a special thing. And it's – talk about two separate – talk about it's it's weird rooting for, like, the Yankees, the evil – empire the dynasty and uh and then you got the padres that kind of scrap and claw and it's really cool it's the different you know it's kind of a different mentality and it's humbled me a lot as a baseball fan too i think yeah that's what we don't really get that much in uh in new york at being yankees fans covering the yankees for work like there is not a year where we don't expect the yankees to make the playoffs no. even if we're realistic about hey like 2017 going into the year even if they make the playoffs, I, you don't know if they're going to do anything. That was a huge surprise team. We're talking about we haven't had a losing season in, what, 20-something years, Allison? Yep. yep. And it's yeah. just – it's it's a different feeling, I think, because I'm a Knicks fan too. So I know yeah. what it's like to be at the bottom of the barrel and, like, That's the really invest. Yeah. Really yeah. invest at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, the uh, – I, I have tried – and I catch myself sometimes because my partner – my partner is a guy named Ben Higgins uh, who's just the, the best. Ben grew up here, born and raised, never lived anywhere else. Diehard Padre fan. And Ben has – I think some of these fans here, he's my exact age. I think some of the fans here have talked themselves into the thinking that they don't deserve it, you know, and they don't deserve a championship and they don't deserve – great players and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I, uh, I try to kind of bring that, that mentality of like, Hey, I understand there needs to be baby steps. I understand that, but the ultimate goal is winning a world series. And if you're not putting the best team out to do that, then you're not a good organization and you're not on the right track. Yeah. And or even at least of, having a plan. Like when you yeah, look at the Padres, plan. that's a team that 
all right, maybe we can't just go out and spend whatever on whoever, but if you put the right pieces in place, like a Fernando Tatis, like a Chris Paddock, you get these yep. nice young guys who have a lot of years of affordable control and you say, okay, now is the time where we go out and we sign Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado. Yep. And you say, now we have expensive veterans who know how to win ball games. Eric Hosmer, a world champion with the Kansas city Royals. And you say, yep. these are guys who can teach our young guys how to win. These are superstars in the game. Like, this is a fantastic blend of high paid expensive players who know the game and young guys who are just overflowing with talent, which is what's so much fun to watch. They're, they're so much fun. And it's funny because when you look at the Yankees now and yeah, obviously you're, I mean, I'd sound like a jackass saying, well, they do it differently. Now they just went and spent, you know, a billion dollars on Garrett Cole. Um, that being said, when you look up and down the lineup, you know, you do have an Aaron Hicks and you have an old school Brett Gardner and you've got, Mike Ford and Gio Urshela and you've got uh, Aaron Judge and you've got, you know, Glaber Torres. And those are really likable, like really good players, really like good dudes. And I think even Padre fans would be afraid to admit, like they don't hate the Yankees like they used to in, in 98. Uh, and that really, I mean, it's hard. Like people here are like, bro, 98 sucked, you know, and it, it's, <laughs> yes. It stuck with them. And, I, you know, that 98 Yankee team wasn't losing to anyone ever. You know, they were just no chance. too good. Yeah, they no, that's who everyone good. gets compared to. And 2017, yeah. 2018, 2019, they're like, how good are these guys compared to the 98 Yankees? And I should, warn you like in, I should warn you in advance, you are speaking to Allison Case, the world's leading Brett Gardner fan. She's the leader of the fan club. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge fan, too. I'm a huge fan of Gardy. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, I saw people like pissed off that Gardy was in the lineup tonight. I'm like, bro, Gardy's in the lineup till he doesn't want to be in the lineup anymore. That's how I feel about it. Uh, he's earned so it. So true. So true. Yeah, he's listen, he's I mean, earned it. You seem like the type of guy that really likes those scrappy baseball players. I'm a Love big him. scrappy baseball player guy. Big I, scrap, I, I like, I like them all. You know, I, I, I love the big superstars and I've, I've come around. I think I've softened my, kind of old school stance a little bit I used to be more of like the don't bat flip don't show anybody up and now I'm like you know what man life is too short have some fun yeah I think there are guys that are douchebags out there for sure but I I mean when you watch a kid like Fernando Tatis play you're like bro I'm not gonna put a collar on this guy at all like go do your thing you know young prince and you know watching uh watching Manny play every night is such a it's and we we know because we you know we're uh, Yankee fans and and I watched Manny Machado tear us up for oh, yeah. years. And oh, just, yeah. I like, if you go to, if you go to YouTube and you type in Manny Machado defensive highlights, it's all like, Yankees. It's all Yankees. And it's mm-hmm. like, he's robbing. And you're like, I had to sell many, many people here, including my co-host. Uh, that was right after Manny's rough little spell there where he just got kind of weird for a minute. And, mm-hmm. And I, and I don't really know what happened, but I didn't care. And I was on the radio, and I was just – when we got him, we were live on the air. And my producer goes, guys, it's happening. And then he reads the tweet, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, I, and like, people were calling in. They're like, I don't know if we want this guy. And I'm like, you're going to die when you no, see him No, trust play. me, you do. You do. Listen, I, I would watch Manny – Oh. Just do the most, make the most ridiculous. We play. wanted I mean, him. like halfway no, down no, the third no. baseline, you know, one foot just like chucking the ball, perfect throw to first. Exactly, that throw just, just like ingrained in my mind. And I 
hated him because oh, he yeah. was so good. But yeah. when he became a free agent, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take him. I, I'm, I'm willing to really put my hate like aside. <laughs> he just, uh, I love him. And he, he's off to a little bit of a slow start right now. And, and, you know, last year it was a down year and he still hit 32 bombs. He played in 158 games. Like, and watching him defensively, you know, it's like I, and my friends and I always talk about it. My son is two and a half and he loves baseball and he goes up to the screen and kisses Manny and Fernando Tatis. It's like the greatest thing ever. And I just think to myself, I'm like, that dude's going to grow up here, you know, watching that left side of the infield for the next 10 years, hopefully uh, at least. And, and I'm just like, dude, he gets to come of age with those guys as his, uh, as his idols. And um, yeah, I mean, there's no two, two guys I'd rather he, you know, him play the game like than those two guys. I love watching both those dudes. Play. Absolutely. And you know what that's like growing up with like a star player. You just know this guy is here for good because you grew up a Yankees fan. They've obviously yep. had so many of those players. Uh, most recently, you know, Derek Jeter. Yep. Like, I grew up on Derek Jeter until Dee Gregorius came around. Derek Jeter love, was the only shortstop I had known my entire life. That was it. Yep. That was my guy. Yeah, I started, I was a Yankee fan. Uh, I, I didn't my mom married my stepdad in 85 and I didn't have a, a, a dad around before then. So, you know, I, I always make the joke, like if my dad had been a, a Tigers fan, I would have been a Tiger, whatever he liked, I liked, like mm -hmm. I was just whatever he was into. And his dad grew up in New York and passed it down. So he had Joe D and my dad had the Mick. And then my dad, uh, I become a Yankee fan and I get my shortstop when I first became a fan was, Alvaro Espinoza and my third baseman was Mike Pagliarulo and my second baseman was Willie Randolph who was great but I had Donnie Baseball I had Don Mattingly as my guy and Dave, and Dave Winfield and Ricky Henderson and so that's when I came of age and then you know it was look it was a lean 11 years for young woods here and then they started just rolling and that was a lot of fun I know it takes time, young grasshoppers in San Diego. Yeah, it takes exactly. time. Exactly. And they're like, hey, it's been 50 years. We're ready. We're ready for our run. Okay, maybe. Uh, again. And it just, they deserve it so much. I can't tell you, um, I can't tell you how passionate, you know, the fans are here for baseball. It's, it's absurd. And especially since the Chargers left. And it, the Padres just, you, you want it so bad. I want it, you know, I want it for me personally that's invested you know, hours and hours of time and money and everything else. But man, it's for all the people that grew up here. Like I want a world series here, here for them, you know, and like those dudes will cry. They will fully sit down and cry and I'll be crying with them because it's just, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I was at the, uh, I was at game four of the 99 world series with my dad and we watched them beat the Braves in the stadium. And it's my, you know, other than my child being born, it's my greatest memory. You know, being in that stadium, watching them win a World Series in person, you can't, there's nothing like it. So they deserve that here. They really do. And, and when they get it, it's, it's going to be pandemonium. Absolutely. It's so different for small market teams, too. I mean, we just saw what happened with the, with the Eagles, where they almost burnt the whole city down when they finally yeah. won the championship. And that's but like, you have Billy. multiple sports there. When you're looking at San Diego, it's like, it's just the Padres. We have the Padres. Yep. That's it. It's not New yeah. York where everyone's fighting Yankees Mets. Like most of my family are Mets fans. I'm not a fan of that. Um, yeah. But that's what it is. Are you a Yankees or a Mets fan? Half the city's going to be happy at the end of the season. Half the city's not. Um, but when you live in a place like San Diego or Seattle, it's like if your team wins, 
everybody is invested. There's not a single person who was not paying attention. There's no doubt. And they're, you know, they're really, really smart fans here. And uh, well, I mean, like every fan base, I think every fan base has their absolute dipshits. Yankees uh, certainly do. The Yankees and, have more than enough. Oh God, just so many. And, and, you know, there's, there's some here. Um, but I, I'm telling you, man, the most, the most, some of the smartest baseball people I've ever uh, been around here, because I mean, think about who they grew up watching here too. You had some really good ball players come through here. Tony Gwynn being one of the, the greatest ever to do it. And uh, I actually brought, I work with his son, Tony Jr., Tony Gwynn Jr. And it's just a trip. It's a trip for me to, you know, get to work with him and be that close. And uh, I had buddies that played for Tony in college. And uh, so when I do tea drills with them, that's what Tony taught them and they teach me. And I'm essentially learning how to hit, you know, off the tee like Tony Gwynn did it. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. And, and these guys here that grew up watching him play, um, I mean, that's just one of the best to ever do it. And so there's some really, really smart, uh, hungry fans here and it's a fun I mean it's a fun the ballpark's amazing the team's now really fun to watch and uh it's been it's a good time to be on the Padres flagship that's for sure absolutely and that actually brings us around to why we invited you on the podcast today uh Allison and I both in our preseason previews picked the Padres as one of the teams that could just catch lightning in a bottle and really surprise everybody this year with how much youth they have with how much talent they have with such a, a shortened season where sample size doesn't really mean all that much that's a team that could really just go on a nice 10 game run and find themselves in the playoffs and we yeah. decided to join Padres Twitter I love it man I love it it's a it's the wildest shit ever and and uh you know, the, good, the fun thing is, is that I was tweeting about the Padres when I first got here because I love baseball so much. There was no question I was going to be a fan of the local team. And, uh, and then you start meeting people. And I, I've been, I played adult baseball here until it shut down this year. So I got to meet, and a lot of those guys were out there. And so being on the radio, watching every game, they kind of took me in a little bit. And I still have my, oh, sorry, hang on. Um, I still have my – there are people here that are like, you know, fuck that guy. He's a Yankee fan. I'm like, all right, bro. I watch every game. You know, like, I don't know what, what else you want me to do. But yeah, I watch more games than you. Who's the real yeah, fan there's, here? There's, there's no doubt. And, but that – so I, I've been kind of friendly with all those people for a while. Well, then I got a chance to do sports radio uh, a couple of years ago. And I was like, well, yeah, Woodsy's a huge fan. This is a natural – this is like a natural fit. And then our fan is such a baseball fan too. But I'm telling you, man, it gets wild on there. It's wild. Like, it's – there's some crazy, crazy people on there. And there's some people that I look at and I'm like, you're a genius. Like, you're, you're the funniest dude. I, like, you should have a radio show. I shouldn't have a radio show. You should. Um, really, really smart. They're really into advanced analytics, which I – at 45, I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of it. It's hard. And I'm learning and I'm open now, but I'm now, at least I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a, it's a wild, wild place. The shit they do after we beat another team on, on Twitter and they go spam the, the opposing I saw team. that somebody directed oh. me towards that today. Like, Hey, every time we win a game, go check out the opposing team's score announcement. And it's just Padres, 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 Padres. You know, it's, it just keeps popping up all the time. Everyone, yeah. you know, all these teams like the Red Sox, when they lose, everyone's liking that. And whenever yeah. the Astros lose, I'm like, what is going on? It's this, it's so fun. And, and we've been doing it for a while. And, you know, it's funny as a radio show, I, it's weird. I, I feel like 
other shows in town, you know, um, I don't, I feel like our show has really embraced them. And like, we, I've put a bunch of them on the air because they're freaking characters. And like, I've, uh, you know, I've taken some risks and put, put some of those guys on, given them segments and things like that because they're so funny and they're like so clever and um, they're smart, you know, and, and they're just characters in, in their own, you know, in their own ride. And um, we've really embraced them. I mean, and, and it's like, why wouldn't you? They're like your fans, most rabid fan. They watch every single pitch. They comment on every single thing we do. And like when we get in the studio now, if my co-host is like, Hey, so the NBA is coming back. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, don't let's care. Talk, don't care. Let's just talk Padres. Let's just do it. Like it's all they want. You can't, you physically can't give them enough Padres content, which is great. I'll do it for four hours every day. Um, it's just, it's wild. They're just a wild bunch. And I just, you know, I, I, embracing them is probably, it's not even, it wasn't even a calculated move. It was like, why wouldn't we? It's so funny. They're so goddamn funny. Like, what you'd be stupid not to so um it's been great i'm i you know being on the radio and stuff i don't consider myself a, i guess i'm a part of Padres twitter but they're kind of their own they're their own entity and i'm just happy to be like on the outskirts uh with them because they're nut jobs and i love it i love it in the best and i mean that in the in the nicest way I think we kind of do the opposite here, right, Allison? We take we take mostly the worst the Yankees Twitter and we air it out here. They're so bad. Uh, Yeah, no, yeah. Padres Twitter is so nice. But so funny because they can people sometimes perceive them as so mean and like. How compared to what we get over here, it's like everyone's been so nice. Nobody like I just randomly said, "Hey, I want to join Padres Twitter," and everyone's like, "Hey, follow this person, this person, this person. Welcome aboard." And if you yeah. come to Yankees Twitter, you have like the gatekeeper was like, well, tell me who Mariano Rivera struck out for his 312th save if you want to join. I'm like, or, how, no, how, hey, you don't better, even know that. The better one is I don't know that. a picture of your Yankees jersey. And if it has a name on the back, you're not welcome. Oh, the names Amazing. on the back. Oh, it's the you worst. Know, that's, that's a thing. But I will tell you, I love going through Twitter because people, there's so, like you were saying, so many different characters on there. Um, but I will say I, I did a TikTok the other day and um, I made fun of Florida because, you know, obviously it's Florida. Florida's so I made right. fun Florida of Florida sucks, yeah. for MLB about how basically the Marlins were ruining, you know, the, the baseball season. Yeah. And someone commented and they said, well, I guess it's not the first time that the Marlins ruined the Yankee season. And I was like, Ooh. Ooh, but yes, Ooh, that's so yeah, good. That's so good. Yeah, <laughs> I was it's like, so I good. I got to give you props. It's hard too because like they hate the Yankee. A lot of people just hate the Yankees here. And and you know, I'm I don't I'm not obnoxious about it. I don't talk. I mean, like, yeah, when they were on in the playoffs and when the Astros did their thing and yeah, I mean I'm pretty vocal about it. Then it's hard to kind of hide your fandom. I'm I'm a fan first. I mean, I really am. I'm kind of a, a dipshit that got lucky and fell into a radio job. And I'm a I'm a I had to sit, so I got to go on opening night. Okay. So I was there in Petco when Chris Paddock pitched against the Diamondbacks and it was opening night and there was no fans and I was there and I was in the press box and I'm sitting in the press box and I'm like, I'm looking around and there's, everyone's like so serious and they're typing on their computers and then fucking working. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like eating M&Ms and I'm looking around. I'm like, and then Hosmer hits one off the wall and I'm like, because the rule is no cheering in the press box, no cheering in the press box. And I'm like, Who's the dipshit that made up that rule? Because it's the worst rule in sports. Like, it sucks. 
it sucks. Like I, I, think I it's hate coming, that rule. It's coming down though. I mean, uh, you know, John Boy, right? Oh yeah, John. We've had him on. He's great. Yeah, he he started off as a Yankees Twitter guy, and we loved his content from day one. He was doing all these videos, and until Savages in the Box really like put him on the map, he was just ours. He was just a Yankee Twitter guy, yeah. and that's like the direction that media is moving. Where yeah. I don't think people really care about neutral coverage. Like, yeah, you can get it well, from your yeah. newspaper, but you can also just look up any statistic on your own. You don't need that anymore. The only, you know, the the thing that that yeah, I mean, everybody feels that way except for the old school people in that press box. And you sit in there and you're a fan. And like when Hosmer jacks one off the wall, yeah, dude, I want to get up, I want to scream. When Paddock K's somebody up, you know, I want to scream. I want to lose my mind and you just can't, you got to be professional and I'm not super professional. And so that's our, that's kinda, our motto too. It's kind of hard. Uh, but I am just a, a massive, massive uh, fan of the game. And like, I don't, the minute it starts becoming like a job, then I probably need to find something else to do because this is like, I'm the luckiest dude alive period. Like I, I live in San Diego, you know, I work for the flagship. I cover a, a really exciting young team. Um, I have a great love for another team as well. And so, I mean, I've just, I feel like I've got it made, you know. Talking about baseball, it's the dream. Right. It's the dream. It's the dream. It is. And I mean, now that, um, like I was saying, you know, the, the season is so short, I feel like we're all just trying to cram in as much baseball as possible and really taking on those, those other teams and learning. I mean, I know more about the Red Sox than half of my Red Sox fan friends. So like that, that will never change. Oh yeah, exactly. No, we're we're self self described psychopaths here. We know we know everything about everything. Uh, we're very big fans of the the wives and girlfriends club. We're very involved with them. Uh, it's nice. just we're we're complete psychopaths. Yeah, I uh, you know being in the media, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I, you hear things and you you meet people and you know I've gotten a chance to interview most of the guys on the squad. Which weird though, I've never. We've never interviewed Hosmer and we've never interviewed Manny, which is very weird to me. But we've sat down with Tatis. We've sat down with Paddock. Uh, Tatis and my partner did a handshake when they were doing the handshake bit last year. So they have their own handshake that they made up. That's awesome. Um, it, it was great. I mean, it was like a top 10 moment all time. And, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a lunatic about him. And I, I'm not objective. I can't, you know, people – I have friends have been like, you know, you don't t- cover the team objectively. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, you what still do you listen, though. I mean, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a journalist, man. I'm a baseball fan that does radio. And that's, that's kind of always been my motto. And, and I, I, I wouldn't want to do it any, any other way, to be honest with you. Sorry, I'm looking for a charger. <laughs> I may have to stand here for a minute. No worries. <laughs> you um, are fine. All right, Allison, you have anything else before I get to our last question? I know the Padres game's starting in about 10 minutes, yeah. so I don't want to keep it. Yeah, too we don't long. want to keep you from the Padres game. That was my first concern. I was like, wait, what time? No worries. No, we're good. Yeah, I've been checking the time like a madman trying to – I, I know we said like half there. an hour. I think we're above that now. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I guess the biggest question is like as as fans of, you know, like different different teams – and you might have already answered this partly, but why the Padres? Why, if someone was looking for a team to follow, why would they pick the Padres? Well, I mean, it's it, to me, it's a no-brainer. The uh, the young talent is ridiculous. You know, Tatis is one of the most exciting. Oh, I'm not. I didn't say any bad language, buddy. <laughs> I love you. He just who's upstairs? Baby is okay. I'll be up in a minute. Um, 
Tatis is literally one of the most exciting people I've ever seen on the baseball field. Manny is a stud. Paddock is a stud. You got Mackenzie Gore, Luis Patino so coming up. So excited for Gore. Oh, my God. You've got an electric, electric bullpen. Um, and you've got you've got another kid, Denelson Lamette, which is just so super under the radar. And he has ridiculous stuff. He's your two. And, and Garrett Richards making a comeback now has been pretty cool. We got to sit down with him. He was rad. And uh, – yeah, I mean, they're just fun. They're finally playing a fun brand of baseball. Um, they've drafted really well. The The general manager, uh, A.J. Preller, is like, you know, it's finally starting to come to fruition on the big league level. Um, you know, I, I believe me, I, I've gotten tired of talking about prospects. And it's funny, the two worlds that you live in, like, I can maybe name two Yankee prospects. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's not too many left that are like yeah. remotely close. We're looking at Jason Dominguez is like maybe the yeah. highest prospect of all time, and we're three yeah. years away from him at soonest. Oh, and I fully expect him to be a bust. That's just how I, <laughs> you know, that's just how the Yankees. It's 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 someone that's been that way. I can't um, do it, man. No, he looks like the Hulk down no. in the DR right now. He can't he, be a bust. He does. He's a. I trust me. Like I, you got to remember, I had Jesus Montero and Brian oh. Taylor and and. Kevin Moss, I grew up, you know, I, collect, I had 700 Kevin Moss cards because I thought he was going to be the next Lou Gehrig. Ooh, and it's just like, one. oh, it was brutal. And it's like kind of always been that way uh, until recently. And they've done things a lot smarter. Uh, and that's what the pods are doing. And they're just, you know, like they're a couple in my mind, they're like, they're like one or two moves away from, from a good, long, sustained playoff run. And I think I think even that would satiate a lot of people here um, for a while. I know, obviously, they want to win a World Series really badly, but, like, the Dodgers are ridiculous. They're going to stay ridiculous for a long time. And, but I love their – I love what the Padres have put together. They're scrappy. Um, they fight. They, the new manager is fantastic. Jace Tingler came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, he's so definitely had fun. a huge it's impact on the club. Right? I saw uh, – I don't remember who it, it was, but uh, one of the lowest swing rates in the league. That yeah, lower dude, swing rate than Mike Trout. And I'm like, this guy is just waiting for his pitch. And that's yeah, why yeah, all oh, those that, guys yeah, are doing that's, that. That's, yeah, but it, it's just been – it's been so fun to watch. And I know it's a really – you know, it's, what, four or five games. Um, but, man, it's different. It's a different feeling here. And, you know, as Yankee fans, we expect to win every single night. And I like that now Padre fans are expecting to win every single night. And they feel like they have a product they can be proud of. Uh, out on the field, you know, and that's, that's important to me. And I know it's important to them. So it's been a blast, man. It's been fun. And, and we're glad you guys are along for the ride. You know, there's a couple of like every fan base, like I said, there's a couple of dipshits that won't make you feel welcome, but you know, just block and move on or mute and move on. The rest Absolutely. of them are pretty, everyone's been great. They're, so they're far. fun. Yeah. They're fun, man. And All I right. Well, say, we're going to let you go here. Cause the game quick, five minutes. Allison's got one more question. Oh, shoot. It's so important. Okay. Anyway. Um, I just wanted to say for everyone out there that hasn't watched yet, I, I feel like so far of all the teams that I've watched, the Padres have had the most energy and the most excitement to be back on the field. I mean, you can no just doubt. really feel it as they're actually playing the game. So And the new unis look fresh. Yeah. Oh, they're oh, yeah, so good. Sure. They're so good. I was so anti-Brown because I just didn't like Brown. And then when they came out with them, I was like, Oh my God! These are unbelievable. They're that unbelievable. Is a nearly they impossible so color to make look cool. And You're right. You are right, and they've done it. And like we went to the uniform unveiling, and we were just like—I mean, they're grown men with tears in their eyes. They wanted the brown because 
they needed an, an identity and there was no identity here. It was white with blue and it was just lame and it looked like, you know, a generic, generic uniform. And I was always the guy like, shut up about the uniforms, get good players. And then when I saw the uniforms, I'm like, all right, let's do both. Uh, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do both. I get it and, now. And, yeah. Oh, they're, they're so sharp, man. They're so sharp. So yeah, it's good. It's finally, uh, uh, it's, it's a good time to be a pods fan and, we uh, we appreciate you guys watching and, and checking us out, and you know it's fun because you know you guys. Well, shit, games on. What is it? Nine thirty-five there. Yeah, you guys won't catch too many of our games, but try oh, to watch I'll be you, up. You have I'll no be up. idea. <laughs> try to watch when you can. We'll be awake. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank All right, guys. we're gonna let you go for real this time. You want to drop the uh, the show in the Twitter one more time? Yeah. So if you want to hear our show, uh, you can download the Radio.com app and just search for ninety-seven-three The Fan. And uh, we're on five to nine uh, Pacific time. Our show is called Ben and Woods, and we have a lot of fun, man. We it's we don't take ourselves too seriously. We're not, you know, we're not Mike Francesa. Um, oh oh you know, boy, so Francesa is quite yeah. a he's quite a character here. He is a character. We the the people that take this job really seriously are the ones that like we all we do is bust balls and have fun. So I think uh, I think you'll like it. Um, yeah, it's got a little you know obviously a little Southern California feel to it, but I'm. I spent some time on the East Coast, spent some time in the Midwest. I've kind of been everywhere. And so you get a little of that too. And uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I would love uh, – if anybody wanted to check us out, tweet us. We're at Ben and Woods. I'm at the Stephen Woods. And uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Welcome welcome to uh, Padres Fandom. I think you guys are going to like it. I think we are too. Thanks for coming out, man. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah, have a good one. Me. Bye. Later. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just start recording again. We'll do a little we'll do a little bit of Yankees talk because quite cool, a week. Cool, we're recording. <laughs> yes, we are recording now. Quite a week in Yankees baseball. Uh, we almost lost Yankees baseball. We almost got stuck in a coronavirus locker room because of the Miami Marlins just being the stupidest team alive. Um, also, since this is going to go after the interview, shout out to Steve Woods again for coming on. That was awesome. We're very excited to be part of Padres Twitter. Uh, everyone is way nicer than Yankees Twitter. Yankees Twitter, please take note. Step it up. Step it up. Uh, we're all really mean to each other, and they're all really nice to each other. And they have, they have a losing team most years, and they're just now getting good, and they're just always nice to each other. It'd be so easy. I mean, I think the biggest thing that Yankees Twitter needs to learn is that, like, this is not high school. There's no drama. We're here to watch baseball together, and – make ridiculous jokes at the expense of our team and other teams absolutely and you don't have to make fun of people who have names on the back of their jerseys uh not everyone can afford a 200 hundred dollar authentic jersey exactly. i.e me i can't afford that i'm super poor i can't afford it either and you know what i feel like it's a waste of money to actually spend that so oops hot take oops. um yeah, whatever. So anyway, I mean, we're recording during a Yankees game, which is one of the most difficult things to do. But here yeah, we are, just kind of watching the whole I'm watching time. Kind of in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> we've been watching. We've been, we've been observing. And um, listen, this week was a rough week because I was under the impression on Monday that we were never going to watch Yankees baseball again. Yeah, I thought the whole season was getting canceled. I was coming I back from vacation, too. I went to I went on a little vacation with my family. Don't worry. We social distanced. We wore masks. We were very safe. Um, but just coming back, it just ruined the entire day. Because that's the first thing I saw on Monday morning. Like, four players on the Marlins have coronavirus. Now 14 do. Now 15 do. Now 19 do. I'm like, this is – how did nobody plan for an entire team getting coronavirus? 
Like, how is there not a plan in place for this already? Everyone was just like, I don't know what to do. Maybe we have to cancel the season. I just enjoy how Rob Manfred basically said, this is not a nightmare scenario. Uh, dude. Oh, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is, Rob. What is a nightmare scenario? That I want to know. If this is not a nightmare, what is a nightmare scenario? Oh, man. Oh, Mike Talkman checking into center field tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing What's that. Up? Big night against the Orioles. Uh, the poor Orioles. Oh, man. We weren't supposed to play them till next week, and then all this stuff happened, and instead of playing the Phillies, uh, we're now playing the Orioles. Uh, as Max was so kind to point out to me, Gary Thorne is not announcing games this year. Thank God for Gary. I don't think he could have handled this news. Being like, hey, like, we're just getting ready for our next series. Uh, who I don't even know who they were supposed to play. And then, oh, wait, all of a sudden, it's the Yankees the day before. This is not great. So, wait a minute, though. Can you just imagine that, like, the Orioles are sitting in there, sitting in their clubhouse, socially distanced, of course, you know, just kind of chilling, oh, whatever. Of course. And they're like, of course. Oh, yeah, you know, we got a series coming up. We, I'm sorry, what? Like, we're facing Wait, no, no, Cole, who are we playing? <laughs> what? Oh, Garrett Cole. We're facing Garrett Cole? Ah, that shit. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what is going on? And then, of course, Glaber Torres hasn't really done anything tonight, but DJ LeMayhew has done some damage. So, extend the man. Let's go. Why has this not happened yet? Poor Gary. They must have at least taken his advice because I don't think I don't think Glaber's really gotten anything to really hit. He got one in I don't know maybe the third inning. That was like, he just missed it. He had a long fly ball to left field. He just missed it. I thought that was maybe the best pitch he's seen all night. Uh, but to be fair, we have been recording a podcast. And I have been watching out of the corner of my eye. Garrett Cole working into the seventh inning with only 89 pitches. Uh, he did not have his A stuff early, but he looks pretty good now. Garrett Cole. So for all you guys that wanted to DFA him, you know, dump him, whatever you wanted to do, uh, what are you saying now, huh? What's going on? What's going through your brain? You yeah, like him, I'm, huh? You I do, like him a don't lot. You? Yeah. I'm really enjoying Garrett Cole. I think he's doing a really great job. Just the just the damage in the first inning got the pitch count under control. Um, I think this is actually the guy with the single, Ruiz. Who knows? It's so hard to keep track. Fly ball. I know. I know. It's uh it's definitely been uh, a weird, weird week. Um, a couple days where Monday I was so looking forward to sitting down and watching a full baseball game and Corona, and then yeah. I was looking forward to Tuesday, like you know, coming back from my workout, watching a full baseball game. Corona, it's just like, oof. Yeah, scary. it was not a great opening weekend. I mean, we got rained out of Garrett Cole's first start in Washington. We went five innings, and then we won on a rain out. Uh, we got pretty badly fucked up against them on Saturday. We lost nine to two. And then on Sunday, we won 3-2, but nobody really played that well except Glaber. Like, it was one of those days where just nothing's clicking, and then Glaber decided to put the team on his back. And then two cancellations for coronavirus. We haven't really seen as much Yankees baseball as I thought we would. No, you know, I got to the point where I was very upset today, and I, I just was in a bad mood. And I'm like, you know what it is? I haven't sat down and watched a full game of Yankees baseball because I haven't been able to. Exactly. And like, they teased us with it. They brought it back, and then they took it away again. And I was very concerned that I was so sad because I was like, what if I don't get a chance to see another full game until next year? So I was very worried, and I had to rush home to be able to watch this game. Absolutely. I was very nervous about recording during the game just from not having enough Yankees baseball in my life right now um but obviously Woods is in San Diego which is three hours behind and the Padres game's coming up 
So listen, I have to tell you though, I know that we we obviously are a Yankees podcast here, um, but I literally need to talk to someone about this. I need to talk about Joe Kelly, who I oh, hate. Oh yes, oh yes, so <laughs> conflicting. Uh, I, like my brain is just fried. I don't know what to do. Obviously, I don't condone people hitting players, but it's the Astros, and they cheated, and they got away with it. Literally, they got caught. Scott free. They, they got off scot free. Like, ah, yeah, whatever, you know. And Joe Kelly, I I missed this. I missed watching it live. I wake up this morning, and I see Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly. So I'm like, what? Go on Twitter. First thing I see is John Boy's breakdown, and I'm like, oh man. Perfect. Perfect. First thing to wake up to. Something good happened. So I'm playing the breakdown and, you know, obviously John Boy is hilarious. So he's got so many like funny comments about like the cardboard cutouts and stuff. But uh, as soon as he walked off the mound and made those faces, I was like, that is me when I'm hungry. (laughs) I do that. I do that exact same face. Oh my God dying of laughter because I'm like I didn't think anyone would do this let alone on live tv in front of millions of people yeah Joe I mean Joe Kelly is a psychopath um oh yeah for sure it's this is the literal meme of the worst person you know just made a really great point like I hate Joe Kelly I hate him the last time I saw him live uh me and Rob were screaming at the top of our lungs feed me Joe Kelly. We were playing the Red Sox because we knew that Joe Kelly was going to be the asshole who gave up the lead. And he did. It was awesome. Everything came full circle. It was perfect. I just hated that guy for him thinking he won the fight against Tyler Austin when they didn't even punch each other. Not one single punch landed. And then Aaron Judge held his head in his arm like a small bird. Just deciding, are you going to live today? Joe, do you want to live? Then calm down. God, I hate Joe I, Kelly. Uh, yes, I despise Joe Kelly, but at the same time, like he just basically did what everyone else in this world is afraid to do. He literally threw at the Astros. And although he does have a really good excuse that his aim is not very good because, I mean, after we, that changeup. Uh oh. Yeah. What happened? So, no, I mean, after he freaking broke his own window. Yeah, that was ugly. That was ugly. So he does have an excuse for his aim, but he didn't use it. He did not use it. He literally walked off the mound and he's like, oh, you should have hit it. You know, and it was just so good. So good. Son of a bitch. I had the Orioles two and a half. That's why I was making that Joe Kelly frowny face. Yeah. But honestly, that was the funniest thing I have seen in a very long time. I have not belly laughed that hard. <laughs> I loved it because he, he like really tried to get Bregman out and he just, he threw to a 3-0 count. And yeah. it was like, you know what? It's 3-0 now. Fuck it. And just threw it. Oh my God. So hey, I'm going to walk this guy anyway. Is happening. I mean, if this season's going to end, Joe Kelly's like, it's going to end with some sort of entertainment. And I like the fact that people were like, oh, Lance McCullers was like, it's unprofessional. Um, and I was like, get out of here. Okay. Get out of here. The throwing now, at the Astros is like, like I never condone throwing at anybody, but I'm also not going to turn my nose up at everything. Maybe I just didn't see it. 
This is true. And I can't believe the the eight-game suspension because that is ridiculous in a 162-game season that equates to, like, what, 23 games or something like that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's like two and a half or two point seven per game now. Uh, and just for perspective, when Joe Kelly actually hit Tyler Austin and then brawled with him, he got a six game suspension in a full season, one hundred and sixty two mm-hmm. for a fist fight. And that's all he did this time was throw over Bregman's head and then make some pouty faces at him. And he gets an eight game slap. Like, come on, this just just pretend. For like two seconds to not be protecting the Astros. Just pretend. I think another great part, Carlos Correa, you know, going up there and being like, well, if I hit a home run, I'd be running home. And I was like, well, if you could fight in the MMA circle, you'd be in the MMA circle. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. If I had taken Orioles over two and a half runs today, I would have made money. But you didn't, Carlos. (laughs) You struck out, you bitch. <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable oh, he's just he's the worst trash talker of all time and it just every time he opens his mouth he says something dumb maybe we should let him go into the mma uh arena there because he would literally trash talk himself to death that yeah that would be unbelievable and it's just like going all the way going back to the tattoo gate and buzzer gate He's like, yeah, Jose didn't want to take his shirt off because he had an unfinished tattoo. He didn't want anybody to see it. I was like, really, Carlos? That's what you're going with? Unfinished tattoo on a walk-off home run to go to the World Series? Because Jose said it was because his wife didn't want him taking off his shirt on television. Also a stupid reason. But, I mean, you guys are in the same locker room. You can't even get your story straight. And then he says, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd like to see what it feels like to get knocked out in a boxing match. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, Cody Bellinger, you should probably shut your mouth if you don't know what you're talking about. He also said that this offseason. So, yeah. you know what? No, I'm not picking a fight with Cody Bellinger. Can we just get a shirt of all of his, like, one-line trash talkers? Oh, I that would be fantastic. Great. I'd wear the shit out of that shirt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and also, speaking of wives and girlfriends, I know we talked a little bit about that earlier, but um, uh, what's his name? I keep wanting to say J.J. Reddick, but I know it's not Oh, J. Josh Reddick. Josh, Josh Reddick. Because I'm thinking of the Duke dude, the basketball player. Um, Josh Reddick's wife it just trashed the team. Oh, so and how, then how she do you was do like, that? Wow, how do you guys make something so negative? And we're like, you literally called your pitchers minor league pitchers. That's not a compliment. Yeah, like once they, once they hit that major league mound for the first time, guess what? They're major leaguers. They're pitching in the major leagues. That is the literal definition of being a major leaguer. And you're just like, no, they're not good enough to be in the major leaguers. They're minor league pitchers. Like, how is, how is that not supposed to be insulting? <laughs> like, I don't know why she said that. And I don't know why she deleted it and then tried to play the victim. She's like, wow, that people just made that so negative. And I'm like, okay, listen, if someone called your husband, a minor leaguer, which by the way, I stalked her. She's short. She's tiny. Easily could lose in a fight. Like we, we could get her for sure. <laughs> you want to throw but hands with Josh Reddick's wife? I could, I could throw hands with uh, what's her name? Jet. Jet. Yeah. That's a stupid Jet. name. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But seriously, I just, I don't understand. Like that bothers me the whole, like play the victim thing. Cause that's kind of what the Astros did too, in a way. Um, but yeah, no, she literally, I was like, if someone called your husband, a minor league player be like, oh, well, you just beat a team of minor leaguers. Like, woman. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably no. take offense. 
I'd be offended. She would be offended. She would come out on Twitter and she would, you know, make a big deal about it. Honestly, I think the Astros' wives and girlfriends just don't know when to shut up. I mean, no, just, remember, yeah, Kate just Upton? Like, stop remember Kate Upton during the World Series with the yeah. whole runner inside the baseline? Oh, She's my like, God. Well, I know the rules. Like, Kate. Like, do you, Kate? Do you? Do you really? You don't because you, you know. Because this, this is the opposite of the rule. This is the opposite <laughs> of the rule right. you think you know that you just said. You said the exact opposite, and you said, I know the rules. And then people were like, well, what did she say? She was like, well, just because I'm a woman. And I'm like, no, uh... no, because you're wrong. I don't care that you're a woman. I care that you're incorrect. <laughs> Be right. Now, that's not a card you get to just play. You don't get to just play that card to get well, out of being wrong. Can. No, sometimes no, sometimes. But when you're right, but. when you're right, you can say, <laughs> I know this, and you're all treating me like less because I'm a woman. Kate Upton is like, I have no idea what I'm talking about, and you're all saying it's because I'm a woman. Like, that's not, this is not related. Listen, Kate, you're gorgeous. We all know you're a woman. We all know you're a woman because we know. But just, you know, stay in your lane, ladies. Like, if you don't know the rules, even gentlemen, if you don't know the rules, just don't talk about things that you don't know about. Yeah, if you don't know something, don't say it that you know it with such conviction that you think people will believe you. Because yeah, we have Google. We can just find out immediately. It's not like 1980s where you just say, I am absolutely positive about this. And you have to take a trip to the library to find out who's right. No one's going to do that. You would just claim to be right forever. Now all you do is right. pick up your phone and you say, hey, what's the rule? Oh, Kate Upton's wrong. So listen, this, this season is already off to a pretty hot start, which is awesome. And once again, the Astros at the, are at the center of attention for that. Um, it sucks because I don't, I'm sick of talking about the Astros, but man, I just, I really wonder what the Astros have on Rob Manfred because there's no other explanation as to why no you can suspend Joe Kelly for eight games and not, not do any, grant immunity to the Astros players who talked and basically admitted that they cheated. And they're still, they're still grasping at straws that the Yankees cheated to. And they're like, hey, look at this camera. And they brought it to MLB. And MLB is like, we investigated this twice already. Stop bringing it to us. We already know about this camera. It was not used for cheating. Listen, I, I hate talking about the Astros. I'm sorry I brought it up. But I Fuck had them. to because Joe Kelly did a service to this nation by doing what he did. Absolutely. I still, still hate him, but good job. Tip of the hat to Joe Kelly, the worst person I know. I hate him, but I'm probably going to dress like him for Halloween. So. <laughs> uh, ooh. Oh boy. Chad Green's getting warm. That's not a good sign. Chad, Chad, Chad. Uh-oh. First yeah, and second right now. now. Or seven, three now. Oh yeah. Well, Garrett Cole gave up a two run home run. Who is this holder? Uh, no, I think this is, is this Krisky? It's It's one of the new guys. Oh, okay. That just got called up. Um, besides the point, uh, along actual Yankees news, um, John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Hicks kneeled for the national anthem the second day after the Yankees did their own, you know, team-wide moment of unity on opening day. And then uh, Saturday and Sunday, well, actually Saturday, they kneeled for the anthem. Sunday, they didn't come out for the anthem. They were just doing work inside. 
uh, props to them. Couldn't be prouder of, of my outfielders for bringing attention to the issues. Uh, the comments in the tweets about them were absolutely disgusting. If you don't like that they kneeled for the national anthem, I think you really need to take a look at yourself. Yeah, I mean, just we've talked about this last week, and um, I am very proud of them for for standing up for something that they uh, they believe in, they are passionate about. Standing up by kneeling, I guess you could. Yes. Say. Um, I also struggled with that when I wrote the article, and I was like, I don't know, how do I say they stood up for injustice by not standing up? Right. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to find a tweet from the other day. Uh, I did see. I think it was. Do, do, do. Uh, Biggio, who's baby Biggio on? Kevin Biggio? Blue Jays. Yeah, Blue Jays. So apparently he, um, there was a tweet from Keegan Matheson, who is a Blue Jays reporter for MLB.com. And he said that Biggio says he didn't show up expecting to kneel today. His locker is next to Anthony Alford, who wanted to kneel, but Biggio recognized Alford was hesitant to draw attention as an up and down player. Mm-hmm. Yes, Alfred, if I did it, would you be more comfortable doing it? And so he did it. That's all you have I, to do. That's you know all what? we I have to do. Just incredible. listen, listen, right. explain, understand, have empathy towards other people, understand what's going on and try to help. Mm-hmm. It's really not that hard. Right, exactly. Um, and I thought that that was like the best tweet I read this weekend. I thought that was amazing. Um, you know, you don't see many players coming out and really talking about it but you know he literally said he said you know to me it 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 wasn't a huge huge deal because it didn't affect me but it affects everyone that I care about and for that reason it does affect me absolutely and it's really tough to separate sports and politics now um so there's no there's no real room to just say shut up and play there's just there's no room for that anymore Mm -hmm. exactly so, yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's some really great things going on in Major League Baseball. Um, it's still going on, so fingers crossed. You know, everyone is staying safe and, and healthy. I know the Yankees had a nice socially distanced steak dinner the other night, organized by Brett Gardner and Garrett Cole. And their Leaders. Leaders. Absolutely. So, um, you know, hopefully, I, I think the Yankees are, are being pretty smart about it, being very cautious, as they should be. Um, obviously right now it, it's messed up some of the season and you've got one team that's just not playing for a while. And it actually, uh, I just read that the Blue Jays and Phillies on Friday is postponed already. Um, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I think we're still waiting for the Phillies, like real test results. Cause it takes, right. could take up to five days, uh, to get a positive test after you've been infected so far, only a Phillies clubhouse attendant, the visiting clubhouse attendant, to be clear. Uh, has tested positive, which is a really good sign. Uh, I'm furious, furious with the Marlins, having known that four players tested positive for coronavirus and then still decided to play the game. Um, One, because that's just a really shitty thing to do, and you should have more common sense than that. And two, because our guy, Didi Gregorius, is at a a high risk. He's a very high risk because of a, a kidney condition that he could get really sick from coronavirus and he was playing against the Marlins who knowingly played thinking that they may have more positive tests. And they did. They ended up with 19 positives. That is the classic, classic instance of, well, it doesn't affect me or it shouldn't affect me as greatly. So it should, we should be fine. 
That's, if I, I was, it, I was fully expecting D.D. Gregorius to come out and say, yeah, well, given this, uh, this new information that maybe some teams, some players aren't taking the guidelines that seriously, I'm going to change my decision to play. I have to look out for – he has to look out for himself. He has to look out for his family. Um, you know, you just can't be taking risks with that. Right. Now, I also heard that uh, Nick Markakis apparently wants to play again. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I thought once you were out, you were out. That's what I thought too, but apparently um, he's back in it. So, All right, well, we're just making up the rules as we go, and nobody's following them anyway. So. <laughs> Honestly, 2020 season, team of no rules. This is just exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, the no high fiving thing went out the window immediately. Everybody's high fiving. Nobody's like sitting up in the stands, except maybe the starting pitchers who aren't throwing that day. Everyone's down in the dugout, everyone's just hanging out. Like, why did we spend so much time on these health protocols? No one's going to follow them. Listen, you're you're preaching to the choir here. I mean, hello, Florida. Like, I'm, I mean, I got my mask with me right now. There's no one else in this office. I'm the only one. I'm broadcasting from a, a disclosed law office location. Uh, it is definitely my mom's office because I didn't want to accidentally lose an entire episode again when we had a guest. Uh, I guess if it was just you and me, I'd be more willing to roll those dice. But, right. I mean, mask. It's right here. Yeah. It's ready to go. Should anybody walk into this office at 10 o'clock at night, uh, I will first tell my mom that they that she has a very hard worker on the, her hands because uh, 10 o'clock is way too late to be working besides us, obviously. Um, and two, I will throw my mask on and hope that they do the same because I'm not trying to get coronavirus. I'm scared. No, no, exactly. So yeah, it's it's been a weird, wild time. We still have baseball, so you know we can we can be hopeful for that. But stay stay cautious. Stay cautious about stay it. Stay cautious. Optimistic. All right. Do you have anything else on the Yankees? Um, on the even though Yankees, we only had three games to talk about, really. I know that's the hard part. Well, I I have to say I'm I'm having a rough time with my uh my buddy Brett Gardner. He's struggling here. Oh, for eight six Ks already, which is definitely not him. Yeah, he's hearing um, it in the comments section. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I've noticed in his at-bats that he's also been watching a lot of pitches go right down the middle, and he's waiting for certain pitches. Not coming, Brett. Just, you know what? Swing at the strikes. Let's, let's get this over with. Let's yeah, get let's, let's simplify this. Uh, let's just go back to who you were before, where you just slap singles around and you run the bases really well. Uh, let's not get too crazy and wait for the perfect pitch, a uh, hanging slider down and in, so that every hit you get is a home run. Yes, I agree. Let's not get crazy. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, I uh, love the way Aaron Judge is swinging the bat. Um, who else am I? Oh, well, DJ. I mean, what what are you going to say about DJ LeMahieu? Like, every week, it's the it's same just impressive that he, right. he missed exactly. all of summer camp and then just came back and he was like, yeah, I'm good to go. And he's just hitting. Lead off no homer today. Um, also, side note. Pedro Severino caught two catcher's interferences in one inning, one off Aaron Judge and one off John Carlos Stanton, maybe the two strongest people in all of Major League Baseball. And Stanton's was a full hack. Oh, he it got was his yeah. Entire hand. Yeah, like, that was, was that was a 450 footer that he hit. I thought that was a broken hand for sure. I mean, there's it, no I mean, way it might there's be. nothing wrong with that. Who knows? Maybe it's he just adrenaline through it and kept catching. Um, but that was that was ugly. Uh just once you catch the first catcher's interference, man, just back up. All right, you stood a little too close. We get it now. Just take half a, half a scoot back, maybe keep the hand back a little bit longer. Um, and Jacoby then you won't get... is rolling in his grave right now. He's like, oh, that's my thing. Yeah. 
that, I think they said they were trying to figure out when the last time that two catchers interferences happened to the Yankees in one inning. They had no idea. And like, well, we have two in the same game. It was both Jacoby Ellsbury a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause that's a Jacoby thing. Like that's his stat. That is his namesake. So I mean, he has that I, record. That's not even like an exaggeration. He is the record holder for most catcher interference calls. So why don't we just refer to catcher's interference as the Ellsbury initiative? I don't really want to honor that guy. Okay, well, that's rude. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I was never really for Ellsbury. And even when, even when he was our center fielder before Aaron Hicks, I was like, I don't know. It's just all those years with Boston. He's really not playing all that well, all too often. He's like, okay. Um, he was, I mean, he was good in Boston, but I think he only got MVP votes one year and we give him this giant contract and we say, all right, you're our center fielder now. Uh, forget the fact that we traded for Aaron Hicks, who was obviously going to be the center fielder because he's literally Brian, Ca- like Brian Cashman made Aaron Hicks in a lab, a switch hitter. Uh, he hits with power. He takes a lot of walks. He plays a really good center field. Like that's Brian Cashman's protocol to a T. Yep, absolutely. Well, I'm all out of Yankees news. What about you? Uh, I am too. Uh, just for reference, we are leaving this game at 7-3 in the bottom of the eighth. So we're just going to assume that the Yankees come away with a win. So good job. Good job, Yankees. Chad Green threw a great game. He got everybody out that he faced, and he struck them all out and didn't give up a single piece of contact. Um, I'm just predicting. That hasn't happened yet. I'm just oh, predicting I was that. like, wait a minute. What are yeah, you no, I'm just about? predicting. Um, give us five stars again. Uh, if, if you're newly from Padres Twitter, let us know in the reviews. Give us a five-star review. Say welcome to Padres Twitter because everyone is so nice. Uh, if you're a Yankees fan, give us a five-star review just to tell us that, hey, some of the Yankees Twitter is pretty nice too. Mm-hmm. So Those that's all I got. Sense. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. Well, all right. enjoy those Yankees. Enjoy that baseball while it lasts. We just Absolutely. Have to do it. Thanks again to Woodsy for coming out. See ya. Bye.